0: Warning. Typical to the nature of the show, our opinions and views may contrast sharply with some commonly held beliefs and thoughts on spiritual concepts. Be prepared to be triggered if the subject matter is a sensitive topic for you. We are here to dig into the shadows, and this can be highly uncomfortable at times. This episode may contain curse words. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome to the Embracing Contrast podcast with your hosts, Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. Hey, we are going to talk about shame, uh, the uh, the idea of shame, what it feels like, our experiences with shame, our thoughts on the on the emotion of shame, and I'm here with my friend Natalie. Hello, Natalie. Hey, Jackie. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. It's it'll be interesting to to talk about shame. Someone has brought um this, this topic up to us in our embracing uh, contrast podcast community as well as uh, to both of us on our on our pages and in our profiles. So let's let's talk about that. Your our ideas of shame and and what sh- first we'll start with what is shame? What what do you think shame is in in concept?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, shame is an interesting one. I know that it's an emotion that lots of people struggle with. And, um, it's maybe one that is widespread in people who are more, wouldn't say just spiritually focused because religion has a lot of shame in it, but like, um, towards something greater than the physical material world it seems to be interwoven and comes up a lot within that context and it's it's interesting for me um especially as people talk about it as I've done my shadow work and all that stuff one of the things that I find interesting is that I don't necessarily relate to feeling shame you know I don't know that I've necessarily overtly felt it in my life um which is not to say that it doesn't it hasn't been relevant in what I have felt in more subtle ways ways that you know you might not understand it or might not necessarily think of it as shame but it's connected kind of like um when I saw when I was first uh when, sorry, uh, when it was first pointed out to me that pride is subtly involved in shyness, I never would have seen, I would have been like, no, I'm not proud. But then when I saw that connection, I'd like, oh my God, okay, yep, uh, yep. So in that sense, you know, that I'm not saying that I've never, that there's no connection to anything that I've felt, but in all my explorations so far, I've not come across a connection for me for shame. So it's an interesting topic for me to talk about here from this other, this outsider perspective in a way, at least in terms of overt shame, conscious, conscious shame. Um, so interesting topic and what it is, that's right, that's what we were gonna, <laughs> that's what we were gonna start off with. Uh, what it is, is, you know what, maybe we should start off with what you think
0: it is and then I'll give my two cents afterwards coming from the outsider perspective. That is fair. Um, So what do I think shame is? I, I only know my experience, which is that in with with regards to shame, I've experienced it as kind of an external blame. And for like internal, it's interesting. So an example would be that uh, I felt shame for being chubby for being big for being fat, quote unquote, uh, you know, because I was afraid of the perception of others would be that, you know, I was gross or this or that. and and that kind of caused me to feel shame because I was cementing all of my my being on on these external uh, things that are outside of my control anyways. But I was blaming myself because it's like you're you're the bad person, and it's. You know, you're, you're fat, so it's your fault. And all of these things w- would go through my mind. So that's kind of where I felt the most shame. And it's interesting. I've had many different readings from people who talked about um, being like having shame from childhood, which is interesting because that is where it did come from for me. Uh, that's when I started getting bigger. That's when I started really focusing on, um, you know, external people and, and things that uh, caused me to feel whatever kind of way and, and stopped taking accountability for how I felt in those moments. So it, it, it kind of did, you know, happen that way. And that's what I see the most when people experience shame. It's just like, oh, shit, I made this mistake. And how are they going to feel about my mistake? So it, it's like, that's how I see shame. And that, that's what it is for me is like internalizing what other people are going to say about a mistake or or something about or something i perceive as a mistake or bad about me <laughs> and uh, yeah internalizing that in in some way instead of working through it it's like, oh, fuck, I feel this shame so deeply about what I did. And that's what I see when we talk about shame and like the those types of things. People often feel shame because they have some kind of perceived failure. They didn't do something, you know, right. And then they're like, oh, fuck, I'm I'm ashamed that I made this error or or mistake. And it's interesting because now I don't so much feel that. (laughs) I I kind of just see my mistakes and understand them from whatever conscious level that I was at at that moment. I made that mistake, quote unquote, uh, to, to kind of work through and fix it and choose differently next time. So I don't necessarily anymore feel shame. But when I did, It that's what it was. It was me internalizing that oh shit, they're not going to accept me because I made this mistake, or they're not going to understand me or like me because I'm fat. You know, like that was the the mindset that I had. That's what shame looks like to me as as someone who like did experience it and then now doesn't. It's like that's what it was for me.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I can see that what's interesting to me is that a lot of that uh and we were we were having this conversation the other day you and I and that was what kind of really stood out to me is like a lot of these things I could say well yeah I I can relate to that but I still don't feel shame about it you know um so I kept trying to think of what the difference was and from um you know, to, what I came to was it seems like maybe it has to do with um like identity. You know, I am this way. I uh, it, it's like you ident- are identifying yourself with that thing that is being perceived as bad. So, you know, it's like I this is me and I can't help it. So it's me that is bad and therefore I am ashamed. Whereas In my case, I see it more as a capability. Like I can learn to do it differently. I just need more information. I just need more skills. I just need to, you know, something. And it's not my identity that is being connected to these things that are experienced as bad. Like I did, I did struggle with emotional eating. I gained a lot of weight earlier in my life and but I was never I never felt shame about it because it was like, oh, I just need to figure this out. You know, for me, there's there's a lot of that, oh, well, what what can I what what do I need to do to change this? Like it's this for me, it's more about um all these things are attached to what I do rather than what I am. So you can change what you do. Um in a lot of our feeling. It, like we feel like we if we are that we can't change it like I'm short what can I do to not be short I can't stretch my bones you know so there's like if if, um so if there was some perceived badness about that you know around that it was like it would be um I don't know I'm totally losing myself there I don't know forget forget that part (laughs) but um so so that that was kind of the Bigger part of the difference I was seeing there where I, I feel like it's not my identity not me that is being the object of the criticism it is my ability my actions how I do things you know um so that that's a difference in that I saw in what we were talking about of how you were experiencing like well yeah you 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 say you want to be liked by people and you feel ashamed if they don't me I want to be liked by people and I just feel sad if they don't you know I'm not thinking that it's me I'm thinking that I need to learn more social skills in order to show them the person that they would like versus oh this person that I am they're not going to like you know um so that was that was the difference that I perceived in the situations described and how it felt different to me from what
0: you and other people have described that induces shame in them. Yeah, it, I, th- I think it's kind of different for everyone because we all have different, you know, reasons to experience shame, different things that, you know, uh, make us more affected uh, externally. And it all really goes back to like, (laughs) the external element, you know, because we can't change or alter the perceptions of others, their their perceptions, their way of being their responses to us are at their consciousness level, and that's okay, you know, we can't change it, can't make it different, even though we try. So it was really me trying to, you know, figure out how I can change me in order to gain acceptance, which pushed me further and further away from myself in in the clinging to, you know, how can I make them see? <laughs> what can I do to, to make them see me as I am? Which is, like, not possible <laughs> for, for most cases, unless you're actually okay with you being who you are. And that was the piece I was really missing, was that I, I wasn't okay with with me being who I was in, in any given moment of any given time. I wasn't. <laughs> so now that I am, I, it, it's a no-brainer. I, I don't experience that anymore. But because I wasn't, because all of my, my internal being, I thought, was external. Was it going to be externally placed? I was going to get validated externally outside of myself at that time. Shame was a regular thing because it was like if I wasn't getting that external, you know, some like, validation of, of my own feeling, then it wasn't valid and it didn't matter. <laughs> ah, buried down, shame, mm, like, you know, shame for being me. So that's kind of how I, I've, I've changed it over time. Shadow work has like really caused me to be more comfortable just being me. And so shame is kind of a, a distant thing, but it was pretty prevalent in my life when I was telling myself stories that all of my validation came from outside myself. And <laughs> it, it was it was harder to just be like, like, it's like this energy when you're telling yourself those stories and when, you know, everything's external from you that when you do make a mistake, <laughs> Oh, you know, when you do make a mistake, you are just the worst. It's so bad. And, you know, others are going to say this, this bullshit about you. Others are going to, you know, just not like it. And it's going to cause this big thing. Whereas now, if I do make a perceived mistake, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, where did that come from? I start to understand, uh, you know, why I did what I did or what story may have been in there to tell me to do this when I didn't actually want to. And then it's just easier, you know, when my feelings are just validated by me, no one else can validate my feelings because only I know them. So it's like going through it now in in the context of shadow work has just made it easier, everything to just be like, hey, yeah, so I made a mistake and that's okay, you know? It's so wild when when you can say that, when you can, you know, make something that would cause you shame previously, Uh, You know, when you can make a previously shameful mistake, like I switched straight up and dropped a whole bunch of stuff that I was doing so that I could just strictly write which is wild. And and that would cause me a lot of shame before because it's like, oh, you dropped uh, every all the money that you could make in order to pursue your passion and your dream. And then that would cause me shame before that really would <laughs> something like that would make me feel like, because I'm, I there's some perception of loss, some perception that others would judge me for my choices, or, you know, all, all of that, would it would hit me, and then it would be kind of shameful. But now it's just more like, this is just what I want to do. And I just have to accept what it is that I want as, as what it is that I want. So it's, it's like that the more we do the consistent shadow work, the easier it gets to start to make these types of decisions without the external, you know, feeling of shame that someone else is going to say something and hate it. And it's going to be on, on so, like they're going to make me feel some kind of way. That's another way they're going to make me feel and no one can make you feel anything that you don't already feel. So it's like, uh, (laughs) this has been my experience with shame, as someone who used to feel it a lot, and who doesn't really anymore.
1: Well, it's, It's interesting, because as you're talking about all that stuff, I'm like, you know what, I still can relate to everything you're saying, yet I still don't Feel like it's still not connected to shame to me. So it's, and this is a very interesting conversation, especially because it's <laughs> like we're sort of working through it and figuring it out as we're talking right here, right now. You know, like, um. So I mean, it's it's so funny because yeah, no, you know, I totally relate to all of that stuff that you're saying. I just, you know, the making the mistakes, the other people outside of you not liking them, you know, this, all that stuff. Like, yeah, nope, totally felt that, felt that, all that stuff. But it's not connected to shame for me. And and I keep trying to like figure out what the difference is because I can't that's what I do. I don't know. Um (laughs) so as you were saying that, uh, one of the thoughts that came up was, well, you, you know, what it's like, why would dropping all you know, dropping all the stuff that you were doing and focusing on the writing that caused you shame why would that cause you shame I mean that would cause me you know, fear <laughs> you know or or um uh feelings of being afraid of it not working out me not being capable of making it work or whatever um so I don't know I guess a lot of the times it still comes back to like my question is oh am I capable not whether I am and and I don't know, does is it I don't know if that comes into it for you, um, but you know, and what I what I was hearing is, well, maybe you're thinking you should know you should be different. you know, you should be different, and I'm thinking I should be able to do differently, you know, like I should be more capable. I don't know. I don't know. still still can't see the subtle difference in there because it doesn't bring shame for me, you know, and yet I can relate to every other aspect of that. um. So there's, I mean, I guess maybe it's like blame comes into it in that, in those things. I'm not necessarily blaming myself. I'm blaming my capabilities, you know, I'm I'm saying, well, oh, maybe I'm not capable enough and I'm not taking that as like blaming me. I'm taking that as blaming my knowledge. So that's different. You know, I'm not saying I should know more. I'm saying I, maybe I don't know enough and I need to learn more, and, I don't know. Any any thoughts on anything I've been rambling about so far because I'm just sort of thinking out loud here.
0: <laughs> no. That makes sense. It, it it does because oftentimes like when I back then, back in the the unconscious days, if something didn't go right and instead of feeling shame, like feeling that, that kind of self-blame that, that taking instead of taking that accountability, I would project it. So it would always be someone else's fault. It would always be like, no, so that I didn't have to feel ashamed of, of my choices or any action that I made. It would be like, bah. So maybe it's that external piece, that, that external validation that could, could be the, the, the thing. Because I think that's what I clung to. It's what I clung to before. I so desperately wanted that, that external validation because that's the only way to be valid.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and I,
1: I hear you, but I got to interject here. I still myself have definitely sought the external validation, <laughs> <laughs> you know, wow. so that, that I, I, I resonate with that piece as well, but not with the shame part of it, you know? So that's, that's like, still just trying to figure it out. So yeah, the external, sure. The external, I'm not saying it doesn't, but like, I feel it too. And yet I'm not experiencing the shame.
0: <laughs> that's so interesting. Is it- Yeah. Self-blame is, is like the thing. Yeah. I don't know. And it's funny because like, I don't even, I never felt like I actually did blame myself before, but maybe it's because I didn't see it because that's all I was doing (laughs) was like blaming myself and, and kind of blinded because I did blame others a lot. In fact, so much so (laughs) that it caused so much stories within me that, you know, to, to deflect from myself. So blame makes sense. (laughs) Mm. Blame, self-blame makes sense that I would do that a lot because I did it a lot externally. And when you do something a lot externally, typically it's because there's something internal that, you know, you're, you're trying to deflect or get rid of in, in some kind of way instead of feeling it. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Oh, this is even more interesting now, because as I think about, you know, what I had just written in my book, and all the experiences that I just had, I took complete accountability for everything that I would have perceived as self blame, everything that I would have, you know, blamed myself for in in the previous energy, I took accountability for that. So it no longer exists. It's no longer a thing (laughs) in my life Mm. to blame myself. So now it makes sense. I'm just like, Mm. wait a minute. He just wrote about all this shit, (laughs) and literally, it's out of your mind. So that could be why Mm. I don't. I don't feel that anymore.
1: Mm. You know, I think that makes sense. Taking meeting to find some place to place blame and placing it on who you are. I suppose, like I, you know, who I am caused this. So living up to an idealized self-image and a a mental perception of that, which you have convinced yourself that you're supposed to be, and then uh, blaming yourself for not living up to this perceived self that you're supposed to be living up to, but... Um, yes, you know, and, and so putting, placing that blame on
0: the essence of who you are, basically, I think, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, that makes the most sense. And then blaming yourself, if you're not living up to that expectation, like, you know, and we're just human, humans are messy, we're messy, Mm. we're just messy, and we're not perfect, we're never going to get it perfect. So it's like, yeah. Yeah it's not working, I'm doing something wrong. But are you? Or, you know, is there something you could learn in everything that you're experiencing? Learn about yourself, yourself in the world, you know? It, yeah, it's interesting. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And uh, it's funny, I don't, like, <laughs> uh, maybe I should have that with us a little bit longer because I'm not (laughs) feeling satisfied with it I'm like yeah but there's, there's a part of my brain that's like yeah but I don't know like I'm still not connecting them those dots I mean I feel like it has a lot to do with should and must but again I definitely relate to thinking I should and I must and all that stuff and um okay oh well Here's here's one thing that we didn't talk about yet so far here that is relevant is the locus of control where where that you you put the power of creation basically what um, uh, so there's two different kinds of locus of control in psychology there's the external locus of control and internal which is you know what you were saying too about the external but it's more about feeling powerless you know where the power lies to um control your life or control would control would be the word that they use in psychology and we might say create your life in the you know spiritual community and the sort of way that we look at things but it is about control maybe you know Um, so the internal locus of control sees or a person who has that locus of control sees themselves as capable of controlling their lives, influencing their lives, creating their lives, of, of making a difference to their external circumstances. See it as, sees it as, you know, like, okay, you know, um, I can do this. Or uh, if when they're faced with a failure of some kind, it's less about like, I am not, I am not good enough. It's more about, well, what can I learn in order to do it? So, you know, it's like, it's seeing that you have the power to make external changes, to do things with your life and versus the external locus of control, which is seeing that you are incapable of changing your life outside of yourself, uh, that you're, a victim of circumstance, that there's nothing you could have done, um, or that you're, so in the sense, like, who, you, your identity becomes very important in that, with that sort of viewpoint, you know, um, oh, I'm so losing my train of thought here, (laughs) um, so yes, maybe it is about the external, internal, um, but of how, I don't know, I keep coming back to capability, how capable you feel of taking control of your life and why. Um, Because in discussing the, the different external versus internal locus of control, there was an example that was like somebody who has the external focus will fail a test and then berate themselves for being so bad Whereas the person with the internal is going to be like, oh, okay. I'll just study harder next time. What do I need to learn? Oh, what, what did I do wrong? Teach me how to do it. Right. So. Um, so by putting that focus on, you know, by, by. The person who has like makes a mistake and sees themselves as being like, this is just who I am. And there's nothing that I can do about it then they feel like they are bad and therefore that brings in the blame and shame and all that stuff. Whereas if you're looking at it as like, oh, that's not me, I I am capable of learning. Then it's like, oh, well, what can I do to learn what I didn't know versus, oh, I'm so bad because I didn't know. Um,
0: So yes, that, does that make sense? Yeah, that that makes total sense. And it actually made me think because when um I, I was in my unconscious phase and telling myself stories, those were part of the stories. The external was a part of the stories that I would tell myself. I was just not capable and it just wasn't meant to be and I couldn't do it. It were were typically the stories that I that I told in contrast to I could learn and uh, I I could I could, you know, yeah. So that makes total sense. Mm. And which is
1: great, because what this means is that, and so the, when speaking of the locus of control, you're not set in whichever one you're in. And you can see that even by you, you know, you're, you shifted your locus of control from external to internal through your experiences, through shadow work, ah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, it's not a fixed thing. It's just where you are. And there's like, you know, and it's not like, black or white, one or the other, there's, there's definitely in different levels, you can have, you know, this focus in one area of your life can be external locus, and the other can be internal and degrees and varying all that stuff. However, the more you do the inner work, the more you become acquainted with yourself and see that it's not because you are this bad. And like, it's not that you're unchangeable, and you're doomed (laughs) to being this way. And so that's you. And, The more you get out of that by doing the shadow work, the more you shift that locus of control to the internal and then you move beyond it. So that's great because, you know, what it means is that nobody is stuck feeling that feeling of shame forever because of, you know, having more of this focus or that focus. Um, And of course, as with everything, it's just about getting to know yourself on the deeper level, feeling everything you feel, learning how to hold space for your feelings, learning all the shadow work stuff, doing all of it.
0: And then it transforms like it did for you. Yeah. Suddenly like uh, yeah, I don't even remember the last time I felt shame. Once once Yay. I started taking <laughs> right? Once I started taking accountability for my own feelings mm. and my own choices and actions, the the less I felt it because I understood where it came from. I didn't understand before. I had no idea. I had no idea what was happening. I had no idea why I was making choices. I was making, why I perceived the universe as punishing me for anything. I had no idea, but it wasn't until I I started to wake up to my own feelings that I was like, Oh shit. I I did that to myself and taking that kind of radical accountability. I want to call it that because you read my book. It's radical accountability Mm. for, for myself and my feelings really caused me to be like what what do I have to be ashamed for
1: (laughs) I can just Mm. change
0: it I can I can just make it different if I want to
1: Mm. yes yes like there was a, a huge sort of like ah yes okay aha moment there as you were talking and it was like since you were unaware of your deeper feelings of your unconscious processes of a lot of these things that were there beneath the surface, and you were unable to understand why things happened or why you did things you did, the um, the rationalization was, oh, that must just be how I am. Therefore, it... You know, since that is just how I am and I can't help it, there it's for it's my fault. Therefore, I am the one to blame. Therefore, I feel shame. Huh. Okay, cool. There was that resolution that I was seeking for as we were talking through things. There it is. I, yeah, no, my, my emotional understanding was like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> so, so yay. yes, yay. <laughs> Because of the unawareness and the unconscious um, unconsciousness, I suppose um, the there there was an identity association with things that you once you realize and see the truth, you dissociate your identity from those things, and therefore you're no longer the bad one. So therefore, there's nothing to feel shame about.
0: Yes. Woo-hoo, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah yep that's awesome that's funny we do this all the time this is something natalie and i do all the time we always talk things out we figure things out in in this exact way so you got a treat today and and getting in on that process that we do all the time and yeah
1: yeah it's fun. <laughs> this th- this is fun to me. I, I always have fun doing this sort of thing, having these, you know, conversations and everything. Um, so yeah, it was it was cool for us to do this like I mean, I guess it's not live
0: technically, but on <laughs> air
1: <laughs> to be witnessed by other people. <laughs>
0: On the fly. I love it. And if you all have a question or topic that you want Natalie and I to discuss on an upcoming podcast, do let us know in a comment or, you know, contact either of us on our websites and let us know what you want to hear, what you want us to talk about like this on the fly and (laughs) we'll dive into those. I'm excited. Thank you, Natalie. Yes. Thank you, Jackie. If you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to the Embracing Contrast podcast community on Facebook, where we will share even more content, answer questions you may have, and get you up to date on all upcoming workshops and classes hosted by Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Embracing Contrast podcast. Until next time, goodbye.